Secrets of the Sire. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the final episode of Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture since 2016. Tonight, the coronavirus strikes, Black Widow trailer, Truth or Trash, and Sayonara, Secrets of the Sire, as we enter the rogue wave. I am your host, Michael Dolce, as always, joined by my co-host extraordinaire for the last three years or so, Mr. Hassan Godwin, Lord of the Livestream. How you doing, sir? Are you a zombie? Did you get did the coronavirus zap you and turn you into a zombie yet? Or just that's just your normal state of talking. That's it, you can't <laughs> you're done. That's it. Live on Secrets of the Sire. Hassan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna honestly say I got I got you know, like I was I was I briefly touched on this before the show. I got so sick on the week over the weekend that I honestly thought I had the coronavirus. I, I swore I had it. I had psychosomatic coronavirus uh, when I had a, I had a meeting at Starbucks yesterday and Stop I going guys, to those... and I shook the guy's hand. Because I, I can't, oh, don't I do the that. Guy's hand. I, no. I, I, I mean what it, fist bump. I, do you give, give him a fist pump? Elbow, elbow. I know, elbow. That's the Damn. big thing these days. All right. Cor- <laughs> yeah, that's every, what the kids are doing. All everywhere kids are doing we go, coronavirus <laughs> this and coronavirus that. And uh, we will talk about how it's affecting it in the opening credits. Uh, a little later, we're going to do a trailer through the trash for Black Widow. You know, are we even going to see Black Widow? Um, mm-hmm. We got Bloodshot <laughs> coming out next week. Are we even going to go see it? It's, uh, you know... Let's let's kick it off with our opening credits. Um, no Time to Die facing a 30 million plus hit over date shift. So uh, if you didn't realize, uh, MGM uh, pushed back the release date of the new James Bond film, No Time to Die. It will be... No, no time for James Bond. No, well, basically. No time to die from the coronavirus, <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's just, it's kind of hilarious. They, they no, really no could have timed it together. Movie. Yeah, no time to move. <laughs> uh, it had, even though it had yet to roll out, the marketing outlay was significant. Just four weeks to go before the release, including a four point five million dollars Super Bowl ad that ran in February. Uh, still, the alternative MGM faced was far more costly, and even an eight-figure loss will be easier for a film like No Time to Die to withstand, considering the broader profit margins. So, essentially, now coming out in November, uh, that is the first movie uh, release that we know of that has been, uh, you know rescheduled because of coronavirus but so many other things CinemaCon uh is going to move ahead classic film festival is also going to move ahead so this is uh some california-based film festivals and uh and gatherings however the coronavirus conference was canceled I- i'm not even joking that's actually an actual conference to discuss the coronavirus was canceled because of the coronavirus not sure exactly why they couldn't just do it remo- like virtually well done boys well done I'm going to run good, through these things, job, I, have, I have many, many, many thoughts um, about this, so hang on. I'm just going to run through some of these things to get, get people uh, up to date. Uh, TV yeah. production has been impacted. Uh, mm. Production mm. For, member for the Fox show Next, which wrapped production last week, has tested positive for coronavirus. So now the performance uh, said in a statement, we are looking to identify all the people who worked on the show. Uh, the crew of Disney Plus's upcoming Falcon and Winter Soldier. They've been sent home from Prague over coronavirus concerns. Now, that one I can kind of get. You're in yeah. Prague, Europe, yeah, you're and Asia. Not, are you're not home. Epicenter so. for all this kind of thing. 
Yeah, I mean, also you're not home, so you, you know the medical situation is very different. Every you know sure. all the customs are different. Everything is you know everything's up in the air and flux. So it's probably best to be in the vicinity of your own home if if a uh, if a pandemic breaks out. I guess. Exactly, exactly. Uh, ECC uh, Emerald City Comic Con, which was supposed to take place this weekend, was also canceled again. I get that one because Seattle is the is the hotbed here uh in the, in the united states for coronavirus so i do get that they're on they're in much more of a state of panic a parallel to that pearl jam has postponed the first leg of their tour in case i was supposed to go to that show oh let me let me let me say something let me mm. let me let me end the show wait, wait. If we're gonna <laughs> end secrets of the side let's as, end it on a on a high note of me as ranting. opposed to you not saying anything this entire no time. no this is this is a this is a careful rant here oh okay I think everyone, whether or not you agree or disagree that this is a panic that has been fueled by social media and the news more than anything else, because they, you know, they give you the flu numbers and the flu numbers are completely, you know, much, much more devastating than the coronavirus, but the panic behind the coronavirus is obviously far, far greater. Um, you know, I, psychologically totally get it it's the fear of the unknown versus the fear of the known we know the flu kills people we know there's a vaccine that doesn't work but people still get it and we know that there are you know there are options like tamiflu that you can take as soon as you get the flu so i I get that that being said can you get tamiflu over the over the counter no i think you need a prescription on that yeah yeah as soon as you get diagnosed my wife had the flu two weeks ago or three weeks ago tamiflu boom you know she was a mess for three days and then she was better I'm also allowed to be upset that this is interrupting, you know, our daily lives. Uh, my wife and I, I, look, we're not upset to the point where I'm like mad at anyone. I'm not mad at God. I'm not mad at Trump. I'm not mad at like the Chinese government. I'm not mad at anybody. I understand what's going on. I can sympathize with, with what's going on. Simultaneously, I can be like bummed and pissed that I was going to go see a concert. We had the entire day play. We got a babysitter. We did. We got, you know, this is a night out that we haven't had in a few weeks because, uh, you know, we have, our, we have our kids and our lives. I've been working my butt off, doing a whole bunch of things. It was like, man, I was really looking forward to this. I think I'm allowed to be upset about this. Am I? Am who, I? Who, uh, yeah, who said you weren't? The, who, the internet. stopped you from The internet up? is like, get off it. So what? You're gonna, your life is going to be interrupted. I get it. I'm not who, who, who on the internet told you to get off it. Honestly. Well, not me personally, but I read posts from people who who why'd were you, out there and be that? like, "You are so privileged to be in this country that you uh, shouldn't even, you know, how dare you even be upset that people are are canceling events." Well, you can be both understandable and say, "All right, it's probably for the best." I get it, even though, look. I get it from a point of the conditions are not serious enough yet. So if you nip it in the bud now, it will not get to the point where it is in like maybe Italy, which is the only example of where it's kind of gotten uh, a little crazy in terms of the amount of people infected versus the amount of people died. I mean, I think the so far, count yeah. went up to like 600 something and 90,000 people are infected. You know, that one, you know, I could understand it. You want to, you want to keep it from getting to that. So completely with you. If you have to cancel work, you have to go work from home. 
to cancel an event that's not coming up for another two weeks. I get it. You're going to play NCAA tournaments in empty stadiums. Sure, even though I got tickets to one of those things too. I hope they don't cancel that. I'm just kind of saying. But totally get it. I understand it. Doesn't mean I have to be happy about it either. And be like, well, I understand. So I am, I am okay with this and not enraged. Am I allowed to be upset? Hassan, that is my question to you. Are you allowed to be upset? Yes. Um, yeah. You're Take that internet. I got, I got him. I think, if Hassan I, says. I think, I think here's the thing, though. Um, no, 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 no. no, why, no I, like, you, I like it. I like yeah, it. Why are you talking to anybody on the internet? Why do you care what anybody on the internet has to say about whether you can or can't, you know, blah, blah, blah? It's, here's I, the thing. Here's, yeah. here's, a, here's the situation. There are people right now mm-hmm. in countries where there's no water. There's right. no running water. Sure. Okay? So in the context of that, we're always better off than millions of other people. Mm-hmm. Always. We're always going to be in a position where we're better off, more privileged than millions of other people. Regardless yes. of your race, creed, or color in this country, even the poorest person in this country. I like the word fortunate rather than privileged, but go ahead. Just saying. Semantics matter. Go ahead. No, they don't. Um, that's why they call them semantics. <laughs> and I'm always up for semantics. Um, regardless. Ooh, oh, ooh, I like what you did. That was, yeah. <laughs> regardless, you. We are firing on all cylinders tonight. Regardless of that, there are, there are disappointments. There are situations that happen where you wish that something had happened another way so that you could do the thing that you were looking forward to. Yes. Here's, here's the thing. That's fine. But if you go around and you share your plans with other people, you're going to have people hit you over the head with a whole bunch of uh, hypotheticals that, you know, some of them are going to some of them are gonna appreciate your situation and some of them are going to, you know, shun your situation, regard it as uh, trivial and frivolous because mm. it is not someone else's situation. The trick to this is not to tell anybody your damn situation in the first place. It's not their damn business. Again... Keep, I keep don't press shut. send. I don't press send. And I actually well, I mean, don't argue on the internet. Okay, so but that no doesn't mean I don't browse. Yeah, but then no one was actually saying anything to you personally? No, but that you know, happen. that's that thing where they, they throw it out there and be like, well, anybody that's upset is an idiot. It's okay, like, so no one was saying anything to you personally? Of course not. I don't, I don't do fights on the internet. So then you just turn around and internalize the whole thing and then of made course. it a big thing and then now you're complaining yes. about it. And now I'm externalizing it on the one platform Which that I Which is what privileged I people have. do, you know, and that's what the <laughs> fortunate, problem is. Fortunate people. No, you're not fortunate. You know my biggest regret? Now are, you, there's nothing fortunate about you if you're-, if you're Now that we're wrapping up the show. you are so bored that you're going on the internet and listening to other people's conversations- and No, it's, it's a relief. I've been working so hard. I'm, I oh have, my God, that's, that's your vacation? That's why I'm upset that's in the first your place vacation. I keep canceling all these things. That's okay. All right. My one regret, my one regret, uh, as this is, this is our final episode of Secrets of the Sire. What does that mean, by the way? Uh, in case you have not been uh, listening devoutly, which shame on you, you should. You can go check us out on youtube.com slash Studios. Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire and Twitch.tv slash Secrets of the Sire. And, and they're asleep already on by the all before you actually get to the answer. Major podcasting apps, mugs. I really wanted to get Secrets of the Sire mugs uh, to use for the show. That's my one regret. And I kept putting it off and putting it off. And lo and behold, uh, we are transitioning into a new brand starting next week. Uh, we will be the Rogue Wave podcast means a whole lot of stuff. It's going to be the frequency for all things pop culture, 
basically we got to do exactly what we're doing today uh, and have done for the past 211 episodes, but we do it under a new brand, uh, a new logo, and uh, a new mission, uh, all related to something huge that will be announced shortly after the soon-to-be-canceled San Diego Comic-Con. The... (laughs) The, the, the other thing that, that kind of, uh, you know, uh, upsets me is the uncertainty, too. I mean, again, I get it. I'm being inconvenienced. I get it. But I'm supposed to go do Megacon. I have no idea if Megacon's going to happen. People are all over talking about how San Diego Comic-Con's going to get canceled, which I would be – it's like in July. It's like, whoa, do we have to – I mean, would we have to make decisions, you know, right this second? It's a pandemic, Michael. Let me ask you a question. Uh, the, the quote that goes around a lot, and, and, and uh, look, there is validity to this, okay? The purpose of television is to get you to watch more television. Do you in any way, shape, or form feel that this is heightened? Because this is, a, this is a basically a, a, a distant cousin to SARS. We went through the SARS thing, but but for some reason it never got to this level, yet similar stats and similar infection rates and things like that. So is it, just, is it just a fact that we're just talking more between each other, between social media, that it's gotten to this, to this level? What, the, the number of effect infections? No, the level That's- of panic where if you go to Costco or you go to your supermarket, you can't get toilet paper. You know what I mean? Like, like it got to this point where you're sitting there like, I mean, we're canceling everything. It's canceling schools. We're canceling. It's, I mean, it's, I've never seen anything like it for something that isn't, I don't want to say isn't as deadly. I, I'm not trying to make light of what is going on. And God help you, obviously, if, if you are affected by it. But this is not, you know, no no cases for children under nine, no cases in general. I'm sorry, we're talking about pop culture here. I know uh, we're, we're deviating slightly, but it all affects everything. I just wonder is this is this additionally hyped because we have more cable news networks, we have YouTube channels, we have uh, Twitter feeds and Instagram feeds and Facebook you know feeds and things like that. We just have more media that it's hyped it up to a point where if this was happening 20 years ago. Same situation wouldn't be we wouldn't be in this situation. Why would you uh, look at it as a hype as opposed to information? You actually just spelled it out exactly. You you framed it exactly the way I want to discuss it. Though is it is it hype or is it information? Because information is conflicting everywhere. Well, you yeah, but I understand. I understand if you wanted to make that distinction, but you preference it as hype. As yes. opposed to it being informative. I know? asked a question though. I, I didn't I didn't declare it hype, but I said yeah, but, is you, it? but you front loaded the question with the with your desired result, which is no, it's to not my de- desired result actually. It's, it's hype. You always do this. You always say this. I, I, I am because I, I listen to how you ask me asking questions. The question Okay, here's the thing is I'm gonna say no, it's not hype. It's information. Okay. It's it's us being genuinely informed extensively informed for better or for ill um i'd rather have a tremendous amount of a wealth or embarrassment of riches of information as Mm -hmm. opposed to uh being starved in the dark not knowing where i can go or what i can do or what is being done about um 
even though said information, there's been no definitive like yes or no. There's been like, if you can avoid places of crowds, do it because it just makes sense. Don't touch your face, wash your hands. But that's still information. But it doesn't really do anything. How do you know it doesn't do anything? If it, no, if that's it what that's what I'm from... saying. That's what pundits have been saying that at the end of the day, you're not necessarily any more likely. The, the main culprits of this are people with respiratory problems and the elderly from what I've gathered. Mm-hmm. Um, children under nine, there's been no cases like zero, which, which would be, this would be a completely different scenario altogether. If, if there was some sort of, you know, if children were more at risk. Well, I mean, say. you would say if you cared more because uh, your kids would be uh, affected or if you had a respiratory problem, you would find it more concerning. Oh, if I had a respiratory problem, I would obviously heed the, the, the call and, and I get it. I'm, my question though, is that people, you know, raiding the, the Costco's and uh, being in a panic over this, is it, is it legitimate or is it because we just have more media and it keeps echoing? It's an echo chamber of the same, you know, kind of things. And, and, and with the purpose of, hmm, we need to watch more TV, you know, tune in to CNN, 24-hour coverage. So your conclusion is that it's hype. No, I'm I'm throwing out the counter. I already answered the question now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, then you ask the question again, which is another thing that you do quite often. You ask the question <laughs> so you get the answer that you want. And, I'm trying uh, to have the discussion that I want to have. You just blatantly said no, it's not well, hype. It's what what is the discussion that you want to have? What exactly how how would how would we have this discussion? What is how how are we not having the discussion? I guess right we now? are. That's a, that's a I guess question. I guess because we always end up playing back these uh, podcasts and go, oh yeah, I guess we did have a good discussion about that. I, I mm-hmm. my my point being is that there, I feel like there is a level of magnitude placed on this just because of the technology that we now have. Versus, so you think it's hype? I think that it's lending itself to hype. I think that mm-hmm. there's a legitimate, you know, just as we had an issue with SARS, you know, whatever 10, 15 years ago. I'm probably wrong on my dates there because of, we didn't have social media. We didn't have as many information channels coming through with quote unquote experts. Do you, do you know how those experts get, get put on TV too though? I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like how a quote unquote expert gets, gets, um, you know, called. you think that the, the, the news, the news stations are doing this like intensive research into like who is an actual expert on things. The, most of the times they put a feeler out and publicists then go, hey, I have a client who wrote a book on something and just assume that that person is an expert on what they're talking about. And they end up coming on TV and, 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 and sharing. So you don't thoughts. think the experts are really experts? I think that the illusion of television and the illusion of media plays a role in amping this to a to a degree that in years past never has never been reached before let me ask you a question though mm-hmm. um what is what is what is the deficit right what do you lose by taking the hype seriously yeah i lose my concert that i really really wanted to go to you were going to lose that anyway. I mean, it's not yeah. like you decided not to go. It's, it's, it's pretty much the CDC. 
which is the Center for Disease Control, mm-hmm. decided that these these particular gatherings would be hazardous to yes. the, the 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 Commonwealth, right? Mm-hmm. So, what what does it gain you to be a, not to say that you are being obstinate, but to be obstinate about the information that you're being given? I guess my thing is what I is question. The, is the, I just I question the information. That's where it comes down to. When it comes what to what leads comes you from to a question source, the information. Well, because again, the information might be coming from the CDC, but then you do have people weighing in who are supposed experts, and there is no definitive answer on a lot of things. There is well, do this, you person, know? This, this person who's a doctor. And an expert on this says this, and then you have another doctor who sits there and goes, well, there's really no harm in, in, in going to a basketball game. Because at the end of the day... You yeah, know, but I haven't heard anybody say that recently. Oh, I've heard lots of people say that, yeah. I've heard they've, they, bring in, they, they bring in experts. There was an expert on a pandemic that was on ESPN because they were talking about the... How long ago? Yesterday. And he said... Most likely, you're not even really going to be impacted if you if, if people got together at and and watched, you know, a tournament game. Take the necessary precaution. Wash your hands. Try not to interact with people. But just being in the same room isn't going to do it. And that was what the supposed expert had said. Mm. I don't know if he's an expert or not. I'm being told he's an expert. So this is what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you err on the side of caution? If oh you no, knew I that- am. I am, and I started the show by saying I understand. But I just also question the times that we're living in. And I question, which kind of goes back to everything we've always talked about, which is where is the source of this information coming from? And, and I, I understand questioning it. I get it. But when you disparage it as hype, then it, it, it already leads to a bias of non-belief mm. to the point where now you're in a, you're in a semi-dangerous territory of being obstinate for right. the sake of vanity as opposed to erring on the side of caution. Mm. And so that's what I, that, that's, I'm not opposed to it. I don't really, you can do whatever you want, you know, however you think that you need to get down, you got to go and get down that way. But it, I haven't heard enough information to not believe them yet. Sure. So in a decision to, to either believe or disbelieve is, is, a, is a choice. I tend to think a decision to disbelieve without having the actual education yourself yeah. is a is a vanity project. You know, sure. it's it's you know it's just it's just obstinance for the sake of obstinance, which is dangerous in a particularly bad health situation. Health that being said, we have a tendency, and I say we, not you and I, but we as human beings have a tendency to try to get as educated as possible by listening to and or reading people who have you know an authority and i mean i read an article from a guy in italy who's like this thing is terrible don't believe the hype that it's not hype you know that you know that this is for real. that's what i'm and, saying the, the, any information you're getting but then i'm thinking is, well who is this guy i don't know anything about this guy is yeah he, but i mean any, any but if you if you consider that any information you're getting is <laughs> probably not the full story right right then it is. It behooves you to get as much information as humanly possible, and then weigh all the possibilities yourself, and then make your decision by yourself. But I mean, to to either credit something as as a fully reliable source, mm-hmm. or to discredit something 
as an unreliable source because of the way whatever said expert got to the podium in the first place to be able to disseminate the information to you is now a bias, you know, a purposely installed bias that's going to um, nullify the effects of the information that you're being given. Yeah. And, and then get you into, put you into, into a situation where you're going to use the wrong information sure. to make your decisions. Do, do you remember? And so that's, you know. Do you remember uh, Wag the Dog, 97? Yes. Yeah, a long time ago. It's a great movie. So if people get a chance, go check it out. Um, that's, I think, the crux of kind of where I was going. And, and it's a question of whether or not we live in an age now of wagging the dog. I say we do. But I also say that in this case, yes, I agree with you. I, look, I agree with you. I'm not gonna. Why would you? Why would you openly, pro, you know, tempt fate out of protest, right? Like, why would you openly? If you have information to the contrary, right, then you question anything you want and you make up your own mind. If right. you are not an expert on the subject and you don't have information to the contrary, and by the way, you know, let's say nine out of the ten experts that that happen to show up on your idiot box. Uh, are telling you, hey, Michael, don't do this. You know, <laughs> that would be very bad. And you go, well, how much can I really believe you? You're basing that on... What if it's Fox News? Mm. It doesn't matter. Whatever information you're being given, you're basing that off of your lack of education. Sure. So you're listening to educated um, uh, opinions, and then you're, you're juxtaposing it with your lack of education. Yeah. And so that means it's vanity. At that point, whatever conclusion you come to is not going to be an educated guess. It's not going to be a calculation. It's just going to be um, it's just going to be vain obstinance, and that's going to get you into trouble. You're not you're not being academic. You're not you're not yeah. ascending from a place of wisdom. You're ascending from a place of you know of of adolescent uh, petulance, in my opinion. Yeah. So that's that's why I say. Um, that's what. <laughs> That's why the conversation started off with, why are you calling it hype? You know, because I could, I could see where it was starting to edge to, you know, and it, it is not. Wag um, the dog. Yeah, you know, the dog. man All bites right. dog. I understand. I, I, I get the whole analogy. All right. What, blah, 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 blah. Let us know what you think. And uh, when we come back, we'll dive into some actual pop culture that dropped. The Black Widow final trailer dropped. We will do a trailer truth to trash and give you our take as to whether or not it's even going to get released. At this point, we're all turning into Walking Dead when we come back. There's a featurette that has a look back at the females in the Marvel Universe. You still didn't have to talk about it. You still didn't have to go over it. But then you you had to go and you had to go and... and, and Welcome to the world that the rest of us live in. So you're sitting here being like, I don't know why we talked about it. I'm going to make fun of you and get on my righteous high horse and be like, if you didn't like it, you're not enlightened. Uh, Yeah, that's the purpose of the second chair, my friend. (laughs) Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, right here on the Sire Studios digital network. But uh, so people have been asking, oh, what is, you know, what's happening? Are you 
you know, is, is, is one person's like, oh, sorry to see you go. And I'm like, well, we're, we're not actually going. So just want to clarify. Well, it's not like they would know that. It's not like no. you've been uh, forthcoming with information. So that I, they well, you know, exactly I, I can only reveal a brand and title change at this point. I know, but setting it all up like it was a it was going to be an apocalypse. This and then, is the, so you're saying there's hype is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, the purpose of this podcast is to get you to listen to more podcasts. No, um, we uh, you were you were not giving them an opportunity by telling them the entire world was going to end. We are excited. Yeah, no, we were very excited. We're going to go rogue. Whoa, However, this is the last episode called Secrets of the Sire. Uh, we'll be starting brand new next week uh, with a Rogue Wave podcast, and it's going to lead to huge things coming this summer. Again, assuming that we are not all Walking Dead zombies at that point, uh, you know, we really—I I always just wondered with these pandemic, you know, this pandemic response—if we are also forget the hype, forget the media machine that works behind it, which is the conversation we had last segment. I just wonder if the story machine that we've all now grown up with over the past forty years. And the increased content has also now kind of crept in. You know, I mean, you have like people like Elon Musk who are like, we can't do artificial intelligence. Didn't you see Terminator? And, and you know, it's, it's to the point where our stories and our movies are actually influencing, you know, decision making that normally art would reflect life, not the other way around, you know? So it's just, it's just fascinating to me. Like, you know, is this the Walking Dead pandemic that we don't even know it's coming? But I'm even thinking that that's the case. Just the fact art, that I'm thinking that reflects, that's the case. Well, yeah, but I mean, life also reflects art. So, you know, um, which was the, the best indication of that was the flip phone, you know, which really? is basically the Star Trek communicator. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean, we've moved past it, but now yeah. we're using tricorders. Now, mm. now, we're, now all our phones are like tricorders. Yeah. So, it's uh or, or you know star trek they had those uh they had they had uh tablets they were using yeah. all that they didn't use right. any paper all this stuff was on tablets so so i mean it's a it's kind of a it's kind of a fair trade-off yeah you know yeah um, fascinating to see but yeah i mean look it, we've seen 150 kind of depictions of pandemics breaking out and you know society slowly falling apart um, usually in the movie, it happens in the first like 15 minutes of the movie. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> right. we're doing a little better than that. But, I mean, still, I mean, and I mean, look, the, what I always appreciate is when people front load information they're giving me with it being bad, right? I do not believe people who are constantly telling me everything is going to be all right. I don't, because everything is usually not all right. Some I kind of something is going to change. Of course you do, but I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Everything, everything is, everything is going to change. Something is always going to change. It depends on who you are and what you are as to whether you think that some kind of change is a good or bad thing. But something is always going to change. So when someone's telling you that nothing is going to happen, nothing is going to alter your experience, nothing is going to, you know, nothing is going to shift things in, in any kind of dynamic that's going to, uh, you know, upend your life they're not telling you the truth you know they're telling you you know just keep just keep punching the feed bar right you know and and uh you know and i'll work everything out else out on the side so when everyone's saying look man when and it's again it's in increments it's a measured increments because the people are telling you to be cautious are just saying 
be cautious. I think that's advice that is not harmful to listen to. No, of course. If someone is telling you, listen, put all your money in canned goods and shotguns, you know, then that's a problem that this person well, is I mean, on the other get, side yeah, of get, the spectrum. I get, mess- I get texts from people showing me like, you know, contagion, you know, like the movie contagion. And it's like, see, and it's like, well, yeah, all right, I get it. I get it. You know, but I don't think we're at contagion point. You know, someone was actually quoting me the day after tomorrow and see, see global warming. And I'm like, you realize well, that contagion is a two hour movie. That's the problem. Right. So, I mean, you know, we don't know how right. long by, by, by logical standpoint, that the movie contagion was supposed to have taken place over. Yeah. You know? How long did it take for it all to go that south? Yeah. You know? So look, obviously, um, this disease can be deadly, but you have yeah. to have pre existing condition and you have to or you have to be a certain age. If you're over right. sixty and you're in trouble, right? right. People under you're sixty at risk. At risk. Yes. People are under right. sixty who don't have any pre existing conditions, they may just experience mild symptoms. Correct. Right? So that kind of puts you at ease a little bit. They're also telling you when you interact with people, don't shake hands. They're also telling you Correct. to wash your Which hands. Which many people are sure very excited hy- about regardless because they want to yeah, do away with the handshake altogether. Make sure that your hygiene is up. Make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're getting, you know, you're, you're making sure that you're, that you're cleaning your, um, cleaning I believe your it's the handshake workspace. conspiracy theorists who are actually behind this cleaning your workspace in your area and sanitizing everything and making sure that everything is, uh, is on the up and they've been working toward this. Maybe you will get through it without any kind of harm. Then there's, that's not information that's going to be harmful to you. In secret. They've been secretly in secret. The handshake conspiracy theorists. They've been out. They, this is this is Keep their demonstrating that prowess Jesus. of yours to come up with stories because you're really really good at it. And I'm I would never Speaking lie. Speaking of anyway. stories, uh, Black Widow dropped its final bad. trailer. Speaking of bad stories, that was not a good segue. No, no, that was a bad segue. I agree, but uh, <laughs> but you didn't you didn't you didn't throw me a line. So we got to see. <laughs> I ain't in the business of throwing you lines, man. The That's big, not what two, two big on, two big takeaways from from. Um, the, the trailer that you did from the trailer that just dropped. <laughs> Taskmaster looks pretty cool, right? Well, no, no, you don't think so? No, I think he looks. He looks, like a, he looks like a Captain America wannabe with a hockey mask on. He looks like pretty formidable, though, and I think sure. you know Marvel movies, aside from maybe Thanos, uh, oh boy, have always suffered. I think from a lack of a really strong villain. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, the the most memorable Marvel movies are yeah, the ones Taskmaster fighting each other. Oh, we don't. It. Trailer Truth or Trash, Taskmaster will be the best villain Marvel has had since Thanos. I, no. Trash. Oh, okay. I'm going to go Truth. I think, I I think, think he's going to be. be a badass and he's going to kick butt, but he's not going to be Thanos. He's not going to have the grab. No, no, no. no. He's not going to be Thanos. He's not going to snap his fingers and kill him. But, but in terms of being a... No, no, no. We're not talking about like what Thanos did. We're talking about the essence of who Thanos was. Yes. And he's not going to have that. No, of course he's not going to be Thanos. They were hyping Thanos up for a long, long time. But in terms of... Well, you're the one who used him as Villains. Who's the second most feared villain in the Marvel Universe in your mind? Or the most... I don't know if most in feared... In the entire but like, Marvel Universe? In the MCU universe oh, to yeah. date. Like, who is, who yeah, is the villain... Well, okay. Actually, let me let me let me take a step back. Thanos is the best. Is is like the top villain in the in the MCU, correct? Like, I, are we agreeing yeah. on that or no? He's their, yeah, he's, I, their, I he's their main level boss, right? Basically. Yeah. Um, 
Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther was was an excellent villain. Excellent. Yeah, Killmonger was Red Skull kind of a... in the first Captain America movie. Excellent villain, right? I think that was someone that was an actual threat. Well, he's Hugo Weaving, so of course, right? That, that didn't make it hard. I think I think he's he's Agent Smith and Megatron. Yeah, you you can't really go wrong. With I that. can't think of an Iron Man villain that that was of any consequence, right? I can't think of there was even the Ironmonger. There was a uh, well, there's there was Ironmonger, the there's, Mandarin. You know, I mean, it was the Mandarin and uh, forget whoever uh, whoever Mickey Rock was. <laughs> I forgot who that's Mickey my point. Rock. He was Whiplash, but it, you know who cares, Whiplash. right? You know. But Abomination and the Incredible Iron Hulk Man was terrible. Had, bad, had very bad villains, you know? I thought Mysterio was pretty good, but I still put, wouldn't the put Mysterio The problem with Marvel in general is Marvel doesn't have really great villains because yeah. their heroes were not paragons of honor. And so then they had these uh, these polar opposites who were, the you know, the, mm-hmm. the quintessential bad guys, like right. the, the, the DC characters did. But the problem was, was as society progressed, the DC characters started to become more and more ambiguous. Yeah. And so they, they became a little indistinguishable from their villains, you right. know? Um, but the Marvel characters were all about the day-to-day life and being flawed. Right. And their villains were like these kind of inconsequential obstacles they had in, in stopping them from living their day. Like Spider-Man just wanted to go to school and be cool and date Mary Jane. Right. And every now and then, every field trip, the the Green Goblin would show up and screw everything up for him. Yeah. You know, the Green Goblin was basically, you know, just you know, he was taxes. You know, he was just he was just something that happens to you on a regular basis that mm-hmm. is really annoying. But well, even even it. if you think about it, though, right? The Green Goblin is the ultimate Spider-Man villain, and well, he's his what, arch enemy. His arch enemy, and what he does when he becomes truly menacing is he impacts maybe venom you could also argue is the same is 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 right up there as well too it impacts peter parker's life not spider-man whereas the joker mm-hmm. impacts batman's life right it's not really yeah, bruce wayne's the life Joker doesn't know who the heck batman is right and bruce wayne maybe has alfred but for the most part there's not a real he's not really bruce tied wayne to his smart. own personal <laughs> right <laughs> but, but that's the thing he's not actually tied to a personal life a personal existence right. that that right. the costume you could argue is bruce wayne and batman is who that person is yeah you know? bruce wayne uh bruce wayne is a is the uh is the secret identity right that batman is the true self you right know? you know so i mean you could you could argue that whereas peter parker is peter parker and spider-man is just something he feels he has to do um but that's you know but again that's why I'm, I'm trying to think i mean top villains in the mcu to date so far even the spider-man villains as great as michael keaton was as vulture as great as Jake Gyllenhaal was as Mysterio, I don't look at those two villains uh, in terms of like, you know, wow, I'm really terrified. Actually, more terrified of Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin in the Netflix series Daredevil than I think most any of the Marvel villains that we've seen on screen. Well, but that's yeah. why I'm liking the Taskmaster stuff. It looks as if maybe, maybe... Besides Thanos, I, I think if you want to add uh, an organization to it, then Hydra mm-hmm. is your top, is your second... Yeah, you know, you know, biggest villain. But again, Red Skull was the top of that pyramid, so you know, kind of all kind of goes back to him. And and he can return, which I think is going to be kind of cool if he does. Uh, I think that that'll be really interesting to see if they bring him back. I think I, was, I, always, I always thought that was a missed opportunity for uh, for Endgame that uh, mm. that it was it was um, 
it was kind of it was Clint and uh, and Natasha instead yeah. of instead of Captain America and and uh, Black yeah. Widow because they had already I know Clint and Natasha the Hawkeye and Natasha had a a history a bond yeah yeah but so did so did Captain America and Natasha plus right. you would add the extra emotional bonus of him running right into the Red Skull you know yes that's on, true. Uh, yeah. Many, the, many the... reasons why Endgame was not as good as people thought. Don't believe the hype. Um, one other takeaway from the trailer that I saw, I did not realize who's, uh, who, plays, who plays Scarlett Johansson's mom in this. Uh, she's a famous. She's famous too, right? It's not Rachel, Rachel Wise. Weiss. It is Rachel yes. Wise, right? Mm-hmm. She's like five years older than Scarlett Johansson or 10 years older at most. She's his mom. Like, you know, Hopper... And I'm just going to call him Hopper. I know he's David Arbor, but Hopper looks old as old AF, right? Like he does, right? Yeah, when you put a giant bushy beard on anybody. Oh, he looks like he could be in his like upper 50s, 60s. Uh, Scarlett Johansson still looks very eternally young, even though she's in her, you know, 30s. But theoretically speaking, uh, she's in her, you know, late 20s when the movie comes out. So there's a believability that that's her dad. Rachel, why is I, no, I, you listen to your mom. I was like, what do you mean your mom? I thought that's not your, that's what? Like I actually was kind of taken aback by that. Like Sean Connery and Harrison Ford, even though they were only like 10 years apart, Sean Connery looked like he could be Harrison Ford's dad. Rachel yeah. Wise, mom, trailer trash. <laughs> okay. I'm trashing it. I'm trashing All right. it. All right. What, are, uh, <laughs> what other takeaways did you get from this trailer? Anything? Oh, it's going to be a really big action packed movie. Yay. Hey, boom, <laughs> boom, explosion. <laughs> Will we still there's be There's not dealing... much to, you know, there's not much to get. There's going to be, you know, breathtaking set pieces and, yeah. you know, whatever. But, I mean, look, I will enjoy it. I don't have anything against it. I don't have any problem with it with it happening. I, I, I am a little sad that they kill her freaking character off and then they're going to give her a solo movie, wow. you know. Yeah. It's like killing off Han Solo and then giving him a solo movie, you know. But at least, <laughs> at least, well, he, <laughs> at least Scarlett Johansson is actually still playing the character, and they didn't sure. hire like you know Dakota Fanning to to play young <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. But um, it, it, you know, I'm fine with it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. We're not going to get to go because the world's going to well, be Well, no, so that was, my, that was my last question. Truth or trash? Uh, and don't give me a maybe uh, or we'll see maybe. or possibly. Truth or trash that we maybe. get that this movie comes out on time and we're not still dealing with this coronavirus. When does this come out in May, right? May 1st. Yeah, yes. we're not going to be done with this by then. You I mean, they're talking, so, ooh, they're talking okay. about it. They're talking about it like it's going to last a couple of weeks, but I don't think we're going to be done with it by then. No, okay, so we're still going to be knee-deep in that. All right, I'm going to say... I mean, maybe, hopefully, you know, look, hopefully it's not going to get any worse than it is now, and it's just going to be something that's going to be a nuisance that we're going to have to just be cautious of for the next, you know, six or seven months until they get a vaccine. But, I mean, we're never going to be in the clear until there is actually a vaccine. There's actual medication for it that they can give you so that you can, you know, you can not die. Yeah, I'm gonna um, go. I'm gonna go. Truth that we are gonna see this movie. I mean, I'm still gonna go see Bloodshot next week. You know, because we gotta do our Bloodshot yeah, review. You gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Uh, you gotta do what makes you the chief, chief. That's right. That's right. So, <laughs> yes, 
We are not going anywhere. We're just uh, changing get that disease and bring it home. forms and shapes. So tune right back in here next week. All right. When we come back, we go spinning the racks. I'm everything my 19-year-old self fought hard to not be. Yes, you are the... It's like 19-year-old you are, self is like, You've become what you hate. You've become the enemy. 19-year-old self, don't sell out. <laughs> yeah, 39-year-old self is like... Sell out. Sell Every night. Out. <laughs> like, sell it out, baby. First sell sign of out. trouble. First sign of trouble. Sell out. Welcome back like, to like Secrets that you were going to start that before I was done speaking. I know exactly. Uh, <laughs> we do this every week. We tell you all the stuff. You this is the know. last week we're doing spin the racks. This no, is the last no. week. Woo-hoo, because no, it's racks over. Is, spin the racks is it's coming over. to the new show. The new the show starts no, next we gotta week. We got to call it something else. We got to call it something else. Going rogue. Starting next week, but spin the racks. We'll be here. We will tell we you all about rogue racks. the comic book. Rogue racks. <laughs> rogue racks. Uh, <laughs> rogue spin racks. the rogue racks. See, yeah. so that's it. All right. And that song uh, won't work anymore. What a shame. It's a shame. I'm sorry to lose all it. All the stuff that you need to know that's happening in the comic book world that's going to be coming to a theater near you. This is Spin the Racks. Spin the racks. Spin the racks. Wait, wait. Not one, not two, but three Jokers coming to a comic book store, courtesy of Jeff Johns. This is an EW exclusive interview, so I want to give them some credit. Uh, who are the three Jokers? It's a question that's piqued the interest of DC readers for a few years now. It seemed like one of the great mysteries of DC Rebirth era, along with how did the Watchmen's smiley face button end up in the Batcave. Uh, but while that question was just answered in the Jeff Johns, Gary Frank Doomsday Clock series, the riddle of the three Jokers is only now coming into view. In fact, EW, EW can reveal the covers for the three issues, three Jokers miniseries, which we have up on screen. If you're listening to us on uh, as a podcast, obviously you can't see it, uh, but go check it out. And and what's the problem with you? What's wrong with you if you're listening to us on podcast? What's wrong with you? nothing wrong with you. In fact, I encourage you. There's it's video. There's actually videos. Even there's, there's, there's visual aids. So basically what ended up happening I, I guess, uh, which we've had guests on, which is which is fantastic, uh, who, who've explained this. Uh, I think that Kevin Sharp uh, explained it best, though, uh, that it was revealed that there is not one Joker, but there's actually three Jokers. Uh, it goes back to the beginning when Batman first encountered the Joker, but it's also a killing joke and a death in the family that speak to the book that we're building off emotionally, Jeff Jones says. Um, talking about trauma, it's building off of uh, Tom King's um, run as well, too. So a lot of different things happening. But essentially, there was a reveal in one of the DC Comics books that, again, there is three Jokers running out there. Now, how does this tie into the movies? It doesn't right now. However, the thought process of a Joaquin Phoenix Joker, a Heath Ledger Joker, and maybe even a Jack Nicholson-type Joker running out there, maybe this three Joker series will somehow you know, kind of eke its way into the movie verse that is the dceu what do you think about that idea do you first of all i mean do you buy any of this the three jokers thing no no you don't think there's would that would that actually lessen the character for you 
Of course. I, look, I don't... It's not about whether I believe it or not. It's, it's just that it's... I mean, it's just going to be something that's going to change in a year anyway. You know? <laughs> well, no, so the deal's out now. So this is, you know... Hmm? The deal's out, so... Yeah, but it's just they're going to change. It doesn't matter. They're going to change it. I mean, Dadia wasn't the one who was doing all the changes. Comic books have been changing for years, you know? So that's A. B, I mean, it's a, it's an old idea anyway because Batman Beyond, they dealt with a gang called the Jokers. Mm-hmm. Multiple Jokers, which based themselves off of the Joker. But we've, we've, we've had situations where we've had more than one person call themselves the Joker. And... Um, you know, taking over the, you know, the trying to take up the mantle of the the clown prince of crime, and then uh, of course in the in one of the movies for uh, for Batman Beyond, it turned mm-hmm. out that one of the Jokers was Robin. Spoiler, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. But um, I mean, look, it's cute. It's interesting. It's based mainly off the Joaquin Phoenix success, the unexpected success. No, but it's not, though, because this was actually planted before the Joker movie was even in production. Yeah, but I mean, they're going to push that to prominence now because they're going to try to figure out how to to fit Joaquin into the DCEU, right? Yeah. So he's not the Joker. He's just a Joker. But, you know. I feel like Joaquin Phoenix is the type of guy, though, would just be kind of like, nah, I'm good. Like I, I don't need to come uh, back. Yeah, they offered him. They offer him a dump truck of money. He's gonna take it. I know, I know. It's like everybody else, man. He ain't nobody <laughs> but everybody else. So it's um, I mean, look, it's it it's it may be a fine idea, maybe a great story. I just don't. I it doesn't excite me. Like, oh, it's more than one of them. Yeah, all right, yeah. you know, it just doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I, curious. It, I'm curious. I will. I will. As a peripheral DC you know fan, what? you know what? You're absolutely right. It is a curiosity. It is a curiosity to see how they could tie it and hope it, it doesn't become a uh, a crap show. You know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look, it's the, the the gravitas of let's say let's just pick one. The gravitas of Nicholson or the gravitas of of Heath Ledger is that he was the only one running around right. out there like that, and. Um, and he was the smartest man in the room, even though he was the craziest man in the room. Sure. You know? And so if you have like three, four guys running around for whatever reason, either either intrinsically linked to each other or they're running around in spite of each other. Right. Whatever whatever the storyline is. I don't know. It's interesting, but I don't think it I don't think it adds anything to the to What the, if it's just three personalities? Like three distinct Joker personalities in the same body. Well, then, then that's really not that interesting. Because no? of course he's got mental. I mean, of course. Well, that's he's what I'm got... saying. It's not as if it's, you know. So John's John's is quoted in this in this article. But what, I mean, um, what would be? Hold on, let me. What would be the, what would be the angle of the story? You well, know, he like, says well, we're not introducing a multiverse of Jokers. We're not about. We're not out to change these characters forever. But we are turning over some rocks about these characters and their relationships. Uh, it's going to be a mystery story. Uh, so not obviously a lot been revealed, but it, it's going to heavily feature Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, and Red Hood, two characters most affected by the Joker over the course of his decade-long struggle with the Bat family. Barbara obviously being shot by Joker in the iconic 1988 graphic novel The Killing Joke, uh, and t- Jason Todd being seemingly killed in A Death in the Family by Joker. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. so it, it's so uh, didn't die. 
yet. <laughs> well, he's like Bucky, right? I mean, Jason Todd and Bucky are kind of kind of the same, right? It's the two people that you would never, ever, ever bring back, except they brought them both back in like the coolest way possible. So they kind of get a pass for doing it. Just saying, right? You're out of here. That's it. 211 episodes. He's dead. <laughs> Killed over. 211 episodes. Too much for Hassan. Yep, yep, yep. He's dead. All right, well, that's our show tonight. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank... First of all, I want to thank everyone out there uh, who has been supporting us for the past four years. We want to thank our patrons. Uh, Patreon page will continue on. It is uh, patreon.com slash Studios. It's going to favor more toward the art side of things, the comic side of things now uh, going forward with uh, some cool exclusive reveals and awesome stuff. Anyone checking out our SireStudiosInc.com newsletter, again, you're going to get in the inside scoop on all the new issues of Sire coming out, some new graphic novels coming out, but you'll also get up to date on all the cool stuff happening uh, with the new podcast as well. Uh, we are going rogue as of next week. It's going to be pretty exciting. And uh, again, want to thank you guys for tuning in for four years and really elevating us to a level that can actually kind of do something cool with this little show that we call Secrets of the Sire. Hassan, any, any final words for Secrets of the Sire before we transition into a brand new but pretty much the exact same show starting next week? No, that kind of steps on it. <laughs> I mean, it kind of steps on it. Well, what were you going to say? We're doing the, brand, the, the same show with <laughs> next week. That kind of that <laughs> steps on any kind of heartfelt... Yeah, well, I, we knew that, so... No. <laughs> I will not miss being asked what the secret of the sire is. I was never asked that. You did last week. Yeah, but I said I was never asked that. Oh, that's true. No, I get asked that all the time. I get asked, I get asked that all the time. In fact, I mean, well, I might have been asked that once, but my answer was ask him. <laughs> so, real quick, that's, favorite that's how I handle that problem. We ha- we got asked this recently um, by our new corporate bosses because we have we have suits now. It's fantastic. Uh, ooh, see the mystery thickens. Um, what was your favorite episode, or what, what's the one episode you would you would highlight as like the go to to listen to? This is some uh, self-aggrandizing airtime we're going to do right now, but that's okay. That's a tough one because there's been, what, over 100? Over 150? Yeah. Something yeah. like that? So that's, that's kind of a... I, <laughs> I would say the... Um, I would say the Last Jedi one where we were convinced. Um, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, Jack. <laughs> a good friend yeah we brought jack <laughs> Bryan to the studio and uh we all, that was also that was our 200th episode of spectacular so we also had fabian as a guest uh, but in the course of that episode we convinced uh jack that he came in thinking last Jedi was the best star wars movie and he left knowing it was the worst so it, <laughs> look, our job was done at that point yeah yeah we didn't really have much to say about that. that our movie. job, our job was complete. If we could uh, convert people in that mind, uh, I love the Christina Anapal one, but that was great. Yeah, and uh, and the Stranger Things two one, I wanted to rip your head off, uh, but no one knew that. And uh, <laughs> Billy Corgan episode itself was just phenomenal. So uh, those are those are the three that yeah, it was a good interview. That kind of stuck so, out in uh, in my your mind. Chris Cornell interview was was really awesome. Um, I wish it was better sound quality, but yeah, yeah. All things considered. Yeah. Um, that was before my time on Secrets of the Sire, but uh, that's right. That was a, was a really, you know, and then of course listening to it after the fact is kind of it's really powerful. I know. So. Yeah, 
no, we've had some great guests. We want to thank all our guests, and we'll have you back on the show. We want to thank Darren Sanchez and Jeff Gomez and Pat Shand uh, for competing with Fabian Nicieza in, in the very close rear view of uh, recurring guest stars. So uh, guest host. Extraordinaire. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we want to thank all them. And uh, onward. We will see you next week. So don't worry. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Go to facebook.com slash secrets of the sire. Uh, I don't think the URL can change very quickly. So we'll still be here, but we'll be under new management and under new brand. And uh, you'll be, trust me, you'll be informed as you always will. So c'est la vie. Secrets of the Sire, and we will see you next week when we go rogue.